Hello, welcome to the Marketing Blender, and we're going to mix it up a little bit today because we're going to be talking fundamentals. So on today's topic, we are talking what is the difference between marketing tactics and marketing strategy. Now, let me point out, I said strategy, not strategies, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, so I'm a total word nerd, so this makes me a little happy and excited to get into the specific definitions of words. But this is related to wasting a lot of money and eliminating frustration and getting progress instead. So I think this is really going to be a good one to help people get clarity around where do they go from here and what's going to work for them. So, all right, let's talk about why why did we pick this topic? Like, why don't you explain to everybody why this one came to the surface for us? It comes to the surface because every time I talk with a B2B company owner about their marketing strategy or ask them to walk me through what is their strategy, they start listing tactics. Yeah. Or even worse, they just list one tactic and they think that that's their entire marketing strategy. Or sometimes, and this is even more horrifying, they'll start listing the collateral that they have. Oh, our marketing strategy is we have a brochure and we have a website. Those are not strategies. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have seen that too. And this is not about shaming people, no. but this is important because strategy is what helps you plan for success instead of hope for success. And when you're just saying, maybe we need a new brochure, maybe we need more case studies, maybe we need to do a webinar, maybe God forbid we need to be on TikTok. How, how, how do you, do you even have a way to cipher through what will have real impact on your business? And so that's why as CMOs, we're both so aggressively focused on organizing this for our clients around what's the difference. Yes. And strategies are always goals aligned. And you can tell if it's a strategy because it tracks toward a goal. Tactics track toward metrics. Yeah. Really good point. So an example of you know, a component in strategy is who are you targeting? So buyer personas and, you know, customer insights is a part of strategy. Your messaging is strategy and having documented triggers and buying insights, um, a sales and marketing alignment is strategy. What, give me some other examples. You know, when you think marketing strategy, give an example of what, what, you know, where, where we come down on strategy and how that's decision making criteria. Sure. So market positioning, for example, is strategy. Yep. Having a knee jerk reaction to what a competitor did. Oh, they ran this ad. So we're going to run that ad. That's a tactic. Yeah. Um, a, one way that I like to think about strategy versus tactics is the strategy is the entire ecosystem. It's everything that you're doing, which is why we don't say strategies. We say your marketing strategy. Thank you. It's yes. the ecosystem. It's everything. Yeah. And it's very tempting for organizations to just want to look at the different species. And those are the tactics. And everybody is only interested in the apex predator because that's the cool one. That's the tiger. That's the T-Rex. And that's usually whatever tactic they think is going to generate SQLs or sales qualified leads. Yes. That's the one that they think is absolutely the most important, the only thing that matters. But the apex predator doesn't have anything to eat if there aren't the herbivores. And the herbivores don't have anything to eat if there isn't the plant life. So when people just want to focus on, hey, we need a lead gen campaign, that's our strategy. We're, the strategy is we're going to generate leads. <laughs> we're going to generate SQLs, but they don't want to look at say, um, social media or email marketing or brand building 
or advertising that, for example, is focused on impressions, which we, we're finding have more and more relevance again. It's come back around. They have. And you know, they only want to look at campaigns that are about direct conversions. They're missing the fact that those things don't happen in a vacuum. They, their leads are not just going to all be in, in exactly the right place at the right time for a, a close right now. So they have to nurture the entire ecosystem. Yes. And, you know, an SQL, sales qualified lead, that person, that human being, before they were ready to buy, they were researching, which means they were an MQL or a marketing qualified lead. They were looking at what you do and what are all the different ways they can solve their problem. And even before that, they were just learning about their problem. They're saying, wow, this problem is pain in my butt. I am prioritizing this. This has got to go away. And they're doing research online to even understand it. And so that SQL, that person actually had already gone through a process to get them to a buying ready mentality where they had gone on a journey. That's why we call it the buyer's journey to decide, yes, I am going to spend time and money now to actually make a purchase because they've been paying attention to this for a long time. So I really, really love your metaphor. And, you know, one other thing I'll toss out there is, um, you know, a year or two ago, you really pushed us into embracing resilience as a component of what really amazing marketing should do. And this is resilient marketing. When you are looking at your entire pipeline and you're not thinking just, how do we hit our number now? How do we get leads for this quarter? But you're thinking pipeline health and how do we hit our whole number this year and grow it next year and hit our five-year target? Like how are we planting seeds that we can actually harvest confidently in the future? That's resilience. And I think that's so, so important because SQL cuts all of that off if you're only looking at a tactic that is specific to one person at one tiny little part of the entire buying journey. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. And if you really want to break your brain when you zoom out and look at strategy for organizations that have a 10-year plan, they plan to still be around in 10 years, they're thinking about who is currently in a lesser role or, you know, earlier in their career, who will 10 years from now be making a buying decision yes. when, you know, when they've been promoted from director level to an executive level, for example, or even who's in college right now and what are they being taught about how to make good decisions about my industry and what it means. So there are even organizations that I've talked to that are looking at how do they get their thought leadership into curriculum in colleges? How do they get it on the syllabus? This is real strategy. Yes, absolutely. And it's also, so this is a little bit going onto the strategy side, but 
being so intentional. That's why it deserves time, not just a knee-jerk reaction of, oh, maybe this tactic will work, or I saw my competitor do this, or I think this thing is going to generate a result for me right now. Because if you're thinking about targeting, people have a tendency, which is strategy, you know, who are the markets and the different personas that we're going after. You know, people have a tendency to give us at first, at first glance, they'll give us a couple titles, right? Director of such and such. And then when you ask age ranges, they'll go, I mean, this person might be between the age of 30 and 65. Really? Really? So a 65 year old is thinking how the 30 year old is. No, no, they're not because of where they're in the career journeys, where they are financially, all of the hidden agendas, what they've learned in that. And so a lot of times on paper, that same title gets broken down into those different segments and that's different messaging. I mean, that's different approaches. It's different offers. I mean, that's incredibly strategic to really think about people and what their true motivations are and what they respond to. Maybe thought leadership, maybe offers, maybe sales, maybe owning their own research and being in control of the process. I mean, these are all strategic approaches to thinking about outcomes versus what's the tactic that we're going to use to drive those strategies and test them and move them forward. It is. And to your point about specific examples of tactic versus strategy, a lot of times when I talk to organizations, they think that email is a strategy. Now, they get that a specific email campaign is a tactic. Right, right. But they don't understand that email marketing as a whole is also a tactic. The strategy is nurture. Yeah. And that looks like email, but it also looks like multi-channel. It looks like a lot of other things. So when you're thinking about strategy and you only see email as the touch point for nurture, you're missing out on what you're doing on social media. You're missing out on all the other ways that you could be nurturing either your existing pipeline, the out-of-market or future market opportunities that you have, and your existing customers, because all of that should come into play in how you think about being everywhere to support the people that you want to serve. Yeah, I love that. I mean, social media comes to mind for me as well when, you know, when you're talking about that. So being on Facebook as an example or being on LinkedIn is not a strategy. That is a tactical decision. And just to give other examples, I mean, we have clients where on Facebook, it's a talent acquisition strategy. It's a component of how do they attract a certain type and demographic of people into their employment experience has nothing to do with their selling environment, their business development environment. Um, you know, we have other people on LinkedIn where they're doing a lot of social selling. And so it's a component of their um, sales enablement and their outreach. And it's closer to the point of selling and closer to the point of sales qualified lead. And then we have others that are about reframing decisions and just provoking curiosity and thought leadership. I mean, there's so many different things that social media as a whole, but also the independent platforms and the specific ways that you use paid versus organic employee engagement versus one-to-one -one outreach. There's so many different approaches that it has to roll up to what role does this play to your point in our ecosystem and how are all of them engaging with it and how is it moving us forward versus Facebook for the point of Facebook? 
This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. And you brought up thought leadership. This is another good example of something that is a strategy. Thought leadership, that is a strategic decision. We have a point of view. It's different enough and advanced enough and sophisticated enough and important enough that it, it brings value to our target market. And it's something that we need to invest in because you invest in strategy. You spend on tactics. Yes. So people often think of speaking engagements, and this is something we love our clients to do, for our clients that are willing to go out there, whether it's live engagements, um, online, those are fantastic things to do, but speaking is a tactic, and thought leadership is the strategy. So going out there to, to speak, you don't just talk on any topic. It's very carefully selected, it's curated for your audience, and you're choosing where you go to speak and who you're speaking in front of. And what's the follow-up from that? What's the opportunity? What's the agreement between you and whoever's hosting the event in terms of what kind of contact can you have with the audience afterward? Can you sell in the room? Can you not sell in the room? What should that look like? So Again, there are a lot of different examples that you can pull from when you're looking at what is actual strategy and what are the tactics. Yeah. So if somebody does say a leader, no matter if they're, you know, the CEO or, you know, business development leader, marketing leader, but say a person inside of their company finds themselves in a conversation that sounds a lot like this, where the, you know, where people are saying, should we do a webinar or should we do a video? Should we be on Facebook or LinkedIn or both where it's very tactical in nature? What would you recommend in order to help get away from that addiction to tactics hmm. and getting back in the driver's seat around how do we plan for success instead of hope this tactic works? The best way to break out of that is to be like a five-year-old and just keep asking, but why? <laughs> but, but why are we doing that? But, but why do we think that's what's going to happen when we do that? But how do, how do we know that? So you ha once you start questioning the assumptions, then the tactics start to unravel unless they're founded in strategy. Yeah. So it, just getting curious about why do we think that we should do this? Why do we think it will work? Why are our competitors doing it? Or if they're not, why not? If our competitors are doing it, why do we think it will work the same or better for us than it does for them? So that's a, the really easy place to start when it comes to turning a tactics conversation into a strategy conversation. I love it. I can never remember who said this quote, but there's a quote that I've just been jamming on so much lately, and it's, the quality of our questions determines the quality of our answers. And I mean, I love that when thinking about strategy and what you just said and the why is so important. And those other questions also, who are we targeting? What 
triggers them? Not what are they buying? No, 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 no. <laughs> what triggers them? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? Um, how do they perceive their options? How do they make decisions? Who is influencing them? Who else needs to be involved in this process? And then, like you said, why? I mean, eventually, and I'm, I'm actually going to kind of abdicate. I think I just made up a word there. Anyways, I'm going to jump on what you just said. Why us? You know, why not someone else? What would lead them there? And so just thinking through, just churn up all of those questions. Yes. I could not agree more. I love it. Another good question is what do we know and what are we guessing about? Ooh. Keeping in mind that with marketing, there will always be guesswork. We don't know everything. We can't know everything. Chat GPT can't tell us everything. Right. <laughs> there, there are no 100% answers on all of things in marketing, which is why there's so much opportunity. Because guess what? Your competitors don't know everything either. So who's willing to ask the right questions? Who's willing to test things? And in a way that obviously you can actually measure the results. And you know, before you launch a tactic, how are we going to understand whether this is working and if we should keep doing it or stop doing it. If there's no answer to that, then don't do the thing. I love it. I love it. It's shifting from guesswork, which like you said, we, are, we do not have a magic ball into test work because you are clear about your assumptions and your data versus, you know, what you are wanting to validate. Yes. And then you move forward. So then you can feel confident, turn it on, turn it off, change it, optimize it. I think the final thing I want to toss out there is the other reason that tactics, the final reason, ooh, final, I don't know, temporarily final reason that I would say tactics are so dangerous is it's not whether or not the tactic worked. There are so many variables that you can adjust tweak, pull this lever, tweak that. And so as an example, if you're talking about a face paid, paid social media campaign, you can change the targeting. You can change the offer. You can change the landing page. You can change your colors. You can change where the button is placed. You can add a video. You can change your messaging. And if there is not structured strategic decisions and planning behind why those variables were put in place in the first time versus, hey, we wanted to get this out by Monday. Somebody write that copy, <laughs> which we see, unfortunately. You really have no idea whether that tactic worked or not because you didn't go through the thought process of, is it that the tactic is broken and that our buyers are not there? Or is it that we're in the right place, but we didn't land on something that intrigued them enough to take action? So, you know, fishing with the wrong bait, if you will, for back to our ecosystem. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling tactic-driven marketing wishful marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's a, there's a lot of hope. And unfortunately, that runs out when people run out of budget and resources and time. And that's when we hear from businesses, well, marketing just doesn't work for us. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we've got today. We do have a whole bunch of resources on tactics that you can consider, as well as how to ask the right questions that develop a really strong, exciting strategy that you can confidently move into the future with. So we will link those in the show notes. And if you liked what you heard, go ahead and give us a subscribe. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to see you in the comments. Onward and upward, you guys. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, 
definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.